the IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. Hey kids, it is me, it's your dude, I see robots, and we're back for another super exciting, super fun episode of the Stuck at Home Show. That's the one where, like, we're all trapped inside, it's cold, it's winter, there's a virus floating out and about in the world, it's gonna be good, dude. There is a vaccine on the way, and we're all gonna take it, and we're all gonna feel better, and everything will eventually go back to normal. Let's see what, uh, let's see what's going on, man. Not, not a lot, I really wanna punch out Christmas on this episode, I wanna finish up all the, uh, Christmas gifts and all the Christmas, uh, post-Christmas hoo-ha and whatever. I, I'm having a real hard time getting back into the swing of doing the show. Not so much like the actual doing the show, but just like with everyone trapped in the house and the way things are right now, it's, it's been harder than I would like it to be to find the time to do this. So I, I sometimes got to rush through it. And right now, right now is one of those times where I do got to rush and I, I apologize for that. And hopefully, hopefully we'll make it up on the flippy flop. We'll make it up on the other side, but let's Let's dig into the rest of the Christmas gifts that I got this year. We're not we're not going to open any of them up, but we are going to take a look at each and every one. I have um I have a little box right here with everything that I got for Christmas inside of it. This is Santa's box as it were. The first thing that we're going to take a look at is I got Amigo. I got the Invisible Man. He's numbered uh, 9,755 out of I don't know. I think there were ten thousand of the of the this wave of monsters. I am not sure, but it, at any rate, he's he's pretty neat. He is uh he's made out of translucent material in, in the Migo style. I don't know if his arms, his actual arms and body are translucent, but I can see that his head and his hands are. He has some sunglasses to put on. I, I'm not going to open him. I'm going to open him at a later date. He also comes with the potion. This is one of the. One of the few that I was missing out of the early Monster series, and, and the wife was nice enough to pick this up for me. We put together, like, um, a pretty good Mego monster display for Halloween. We put it on the mantle, and we set them all up, and it's really, it's really a lot of fun. And having this guy to join the, uh, join the posse will be, um, will be definitely great. He was, uh, he was sculpted by James Brady. And Rachel Baker did the uh, the clothes. The clothes are pretty nice. He has a nice suit. He has a tie, a little shirt. I, I definitely dig him. I can't wait to uh, dig in and see what see what that's all about. Let me move him move him aside over here. Christmas was fine this year. I think as far as like as far as getting stuff, I did definitely get a bunch of thoughtful gifts. But it wasn't like it just wasn't like as Christmas cheery as I would have liked it. It was very. Very trying time. Let me, uh, and get this. What I have right here in my hand is another thoughtful gift. It is the Star Trek sticker book by Michael Okuda. And this is basically, like, a big book full of various Star Trek stickers and labels and icons and insignias. It's very, very, very cool. I bought this for myself, like, many, many moons ago. I got it at the Barnes & Noble downtown. You know how Barnes & Noble has, like... They have, like, those clearance, uh, shelves and stuff with, like, various, like, sticker books, crafts books, things like that. And I, I was digging through there, and I found this, and I brought it home, and I remember I stuck a few labels. There's little stickers that look like control panels and different insignias, and I remember I stuck a few of them on our, uh, our light switch plates in the office, and they, they looked really, really, really cool. But then, I have no idea what happened. The book completely disappeared. Like, it just, like, vanished off the face of the earth. And I've spent, like, I've spent years looking through the house for this book. I've gone through every conceivable box that I can imagine that, like, a book would be in. Because I didn't, I didn't want to buy another one. Because I already bought this one. And I only pulled, like, three stickers out of it. Three or four. I'm not even kidding. And then I just, I lost it. I lost it. I couldn't find it. And I really, 
I really regretted it because there were like so many different places I could have put these stickers and made things look more Starfleety. Like I got this new computer and I'm going to put some of these stickers on. This one says Captain John Luke Picard, commanding officer, and it's like a logo of his bedroom. There's some that look like panels, and I want to put these panel ones on the side of the computer, and I want to put like a little a little Starfleet insignia and make it look all official, like this is a a computer owned by Starfleet. Speaking of Starfleet, speaking of Roddenberry, let's give a big shout out to our guy Earl Green from the logbook.com because I just found out that he's going to be working even more than he already is with a uh, with the Roddenberry podcasting group doing a show called Sci-Fi 5. It's like a 5-minute uh sci-fi history lesson every day. You can find that on the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Sci-Fi 5 big shout out to Earl Green from the logbook.com. Huge Huge supporter of this show here. You can't, you can't talk Star Trek without mentioning um, Earl Green. But now this book is great. The wife got it for me. She got sick of, she got sick of hearing me complain about how I didn't know where it was, and I honestly did not know where it was, and I still haven't found it to this day. It might have been, it might have been around the time that we were moving from the old apartment to here, and somewhere in between here and there, I just, uh, I lost it. I don't know. Someday it'll turn up, but that won't be bad. I'll have two. I have two Starfleet sticker books that I can I can use them even more liberally than I than I plan to uh than I plan to do for this one. I also got a couple of gift certificates from the last record store. My favorite record spot. I'm gonna go down there get some CDs that I can burn it to my uh to my online uh I broadcast account. Shout out to Ferg. I plan on doing that any day now. A gift certificate to the record store is pretty cool because it gets you something like it gets you a gift, but it also it also serves to get you out of the house. So it's a little outing. The last record store is uh, on restrictions like we are right now. I think they're only allowing like six or seven people in there. Shout out to Jerry for keeping that place safe, keeping that place place clean. But uh, I, I do plan to get down there and cash cash some of these in. But um, that's that's a cool gift. They come in a really big envelope because the certificate is uh, larger than a normal certificate, which is like around the size of a check. This is. This is a big, well-made uh, certificate, and they put a stamp of the logo on the outside. Very, very, very cool. What else did I get here? I'm looking around for some other stuff. What did we, what did we open last time? Tila? Yes, that's what it was. What I have here now is one of my two main event gifts. These came, these came from the wife. This is a 1977 country of origin Hong Kong Jawa from Kenner Star Wars with the with the fabric cape, not the vinyl cape. It's not the not the super rare vinyl cape. Shout out to Carlos Perone. But he has his gun. He's all original. He's very neat. I'm trying to get the set of the first 12. And I think I think with this one and the one that I have coming next, I might be, like, really close. I think I just need the Death Star Commander. And that honestly might be it. I'll get back to you on that. But the next one that she got me is... The Sand Person, also known as... What are these guys called? I completely forget. They have a Tuscan Raider, also known as the Tuscan Raider. They don't like to be called Sand People. That name's a little derogatory. You know, you want to use the uh, the proper nomenclature and call them uh, Tuscan Raiders. That doesn't... That doesn't sound polite either. Maybe I got it backwards. I don't know. I'm not a... I'm not a Star Trek, Star Wars. I'm not a Star Wars expert. I'm not an expert in, in anything, to be honest. But he has a vinyl cape... And he has his, uh, his punji stick or whatever you call this, call this weapon that he, um, kind of looks like a, a plumbing tool. It's long and it turns like it has a nozzle, like it is a, um, like a shower, like a shower head. And then the other side has the, uh, I don't know what you call him, at the end of an arrow to help give the, uh, arrow the, uh, proper 
proper have to fly straight. You know, little feathers at the end. It has those on the other side, but I would imagine these are metal. But Tusken Raiders are dope, dude. I like the uh, how they're like they're wrapped in bandages to protect them from the sun. I wonder what they look like underneath. I don't even know if anyone knows. Do you think anyone does? Some people probably do. It's probably been explored in the lore of the books. I haven't really dug too deep into the Star Wars, the Star Wars books. That's the that's the final thing in my box of toys. I got through this a lot quicker than I thought, but I. I dig everything I got here. The Jawa, dope. Put him back in the box so he doesn't get lost. Tusken Raider, dope. Put him in the box so he doesn't get lost. The last Christmas, I believe I got the Farm Boy Luke. The wife got me Farm Boy Luke, and she got me Princess Leia. So most of my uh, vintage Star Wars collection. Hold on. I'm going to roll across the room, and I'm going to get my Star Wars case. I'm rolling in the desk chair, and I am now... I am now coming back. Let me put my cans back on. Get back on the air. Check one, two. Check, check, check. Are you guys here? This is me, Icy Robots, calling in from the Icy Robots Earth base. So I've I've opened up the case. We've got Chewbacca. we got Han. we got Farm Boy Luke. we got Leia. C-3PO. Darth Vader. R2-D2. Then we got Ben Kenobi. And then here on the top is the, uh, the pilot Luke. He's not one of the originals. Take him out. Take out Lando. And then we'll take out Boba Fett. That's the guys I have on the top row here filling in the places. And let's see. Where did I put them? Where did I put this box? Okay, we'll take the Jawa and we'll put him into the little corner spot. There's a small little spot for him. We'll put him in there and then we'll put the sand person right here next to Ben Kenobi. So that leaves us with two open slots. I wonder who it is that we're missing. Here's the Death Star Commander. And then Greedo? I don't know. Somebody. We're missing someone, but we will get them. Eventually, they will be ours. Let me put you back in here, back in here. Now somebody has to move down to the lower tray because this side is getting full. I I hope you find this thrilling. Let's put him down here with this guy. And then Londo. My guy Londo will go down here. In here. Maybe I'll leave Londo on the top and put this guy down here. Lando's in here. And, yeah, we'll put this uh, R5-D9 or whatever this other droid is. But I got a bunch of them on the lower rank, too. My Star Wars collection is by no means great, but it is a little bit fun, and it brings me joy. And I have this case that I put them all in, and then I put the case back on display. And let me see if I can snap it. Oop, forgot Boba Fett's gun. Don't want to do that. I don't want to lose your gun. Boba Fett, man, I'm just, like, rambling here. I apologize. Where is... Does the Jawa have his gun? Jawa has his gun. Everybody's all dipped out. Sniggity snap. Snap that shut. Move it over here. Enjoy the way of the world. And then, and then, here we are at the end of the segment. Dude, I got the greatest gift of all the time. I don't even know how I, I pretended like I didn't. I, I got it all queued up here. My brother was nice enough to go on Cameo, that online thing where celebrities will send you messages. He went on to the online. He went on the Cameo. And he found Steve Bye Bye Balboni himself to send a message in to us here at the Icy Robot Stuck at Home show. He seems like a delightful guy, amazing mustache, icon, cult favorite, New York Yankee great, Steve Balboni. Let's play that for you guys. It's phenomenal, dude. I'm so happy with it. I can't even believe that he did this. Steve Balboni somewhere in the world is out there, and he knows that there's such a thing called the Stuck at Home show. And he knows there's some, some lunatic... 
And he knows there's some jabroni named Icy Robots out there. Let's play that message, and then we're going to go right into uh, what did Junabega have for lunch yesterday. Two pets from Sparky Lyle. Bostock swings and lines a base hit to center field. Hey, Icy Robots. This is Steve Balboni of the New York Yankees wishing you and the folks listening to the Stuck at Home show uh, a happy New Year's. Your brother tells me you like the A's. <laughs> go Yankees. Better luck next time. I'm just playing around. Anyway, you take care of yourself and keep on swinging for the fences. What did Gino Vega have for lunch? Yesterday. Hey, ISR. Mr. Sensational Gino Vega calling with an important update about what I had for lunch yesterday. And uh, yesterday was actually a little, uh, little different. Um... One of the great tragedies for me, one of the great personal sacrifices of this pandemic has been um, there's a, a sort of, I don't know how big a chain is, but it is a chain of uh, conveyor belt sushi restaurants. So there's a lot of them in Southern California, and there's some kind of in the Bay. Um, but when we go on family trips down to Southern California, we would always eat at this place it's called Kura Revolving Sushi. And uh, obviously being packed into a place, getting sushi off a conveyor belt isn't really the thing during the pandemic, so we haven't been this entire time, but we found out that they now have this gimmick where you can uh, get takeout. And it, it didn't used to be like a takeout place at all, but uh, they, they pack, you just order your stuff online, they package it up in this little tray for you. Anyway, the, the closest one is like an hour away in Pleasanton. So we uh, took a little family drive down there and ordered takeout for revolving sushi and ate it in the parking lot. And that is what I had for lunch yesterday. Thank God. Talk to you soon. Bye. Big shout out, dude. This is like the big shout out episode. Big shout out to Gino Vega, dude. I got to give it up to him for sticking with this uh, lunch gimmick for so, for so long. I've never, not, never, not even one time been to a sushi um, conveyor place, but I do like, I do think that they're really neat. I like the idea of it, but I've just never uh, done the, uh, done the deed. They, they, they opened one here in Santa Rosa, like in the same shopping center with the big lots. It's like CVS. Big lots, and then they have um, the sushi place. But I haven't, like, I haven't got to go over there yet. We went by there, and I saw the conveyor, but it's not open because everything in Santa Rosa is closed for indoor dining. So they're just doing takeouts or or, or whatever. But I I do like the idea. I like the idea of, like, all these little food stuffs coming by on little plates. It seems like It seems like a lot of fun, dude. It really does seem like a lot of fun. I would imagine, like, a Western version would be really neat with, like, little hamburgers and little chicken wings and all kinds of... All kinds of stuff going by, but nah, man, I'm I'm with it there, dude. I I feel you, Gina Vega. I'm I'm really hungry right now. I'm still I'm still rocking this diet that I've I've been on forever, and I got to tell you, man, I am like starving at certain points. There there are days when I know I'm gonna have like a good dinner, like I know I'm gonna have a good dinner tonight, so I'll save I'll save the calories. Usually, like I'll eat a light lunch or I'll like skip the morning snack. And and today I'm just like I I know we're having some cornbread. And I know we're having like this beef stew because it's in it's in the pot right now, and I, I can smell it cooking. I know we're gonna eat it up, and I know I'm gonna eat a ton. And I know the cornbread's gonna be great, and cornbread is just it's just awesome. So I gotta I gotta save the calories for later, dude. Uh, delayed gratification, uh, as as it were. But like I said, big shout out to Gino V. You can find him at Sensational Vega on the tweets. He has his own show right here on the Icy Robots Radio Network. It's called the 
Mr. Sensational Gino Vega Pod. It's really great, man. I, I, I knew that when it, when it started that it had it had a lot of potential, but my guy... My guy has come through in ways I didn't I didn't think he would he would. He's been very, very Johnny on the spot as far as getting him done, dude. So so hop on over to at Sensational Vega on the tweets and uh just let him know that you appreciate what he does, man. He he would like to hear it. You can also find him Gino Vega on Facebook. He's there. He used to post a lot of wrestling stuff. He doesn't post wrestling stuff anymore, but uh someday, someday hopefully we'll get back to that and the world will be uh in its place. Let's uh let's talk about pizza. It's gonna be fun. The only real American pizza, made by an American. American pizza man. Masai Bindo. American pizza man. Masai Bindo. American pizza. American pizza. American pizza. It is me, the American pizza man, and I am back for another super exciting, super fun, super great segment called the... Man, I lost my train right there. This is American pizza man, and I am back to talk some more, some more pizza as... As you guys all know, I'm 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 doing like this uh this calorie counting gimmick. I I'm on a diet, so I'm cutting everything down to like 1,400 cal's a day, and that doesn't leave a lot of pizza space. But the other weekend, I did reward myself for having like having a pretty successful week as far as exercise and as far as like as far as diet and stuff. So I I decided let's make up some pizza. So we had the uh, we we made the dough in the uh, in the mixer, and we got all the all the stuff ready, and we decided this time around to do it like we were going to make two small pizzas as opposed to like one giant pizza. We were each going to like, we were each going to make our own like, not quite a small, but not quite a medium pizza sized pizza. And then what we would do is after they were done, we would cut them in half and like mash them together so each one got half of the other pizza. So it was, it was like, it was up to you to make something that you would like. And also that the other person would like. We we basically have, like, the same ingredients to begin with. So it's not really like there's, like, like there's a ton of variety. But the wife does go in for, like, some interesting topics from time to time. She puts uh, things like zucchinis and other vegetable items that I myself don't put on. She'll put, like, she'll put, like, sliced chard or diced chard, rather, into her, uh, into her mixings to try to try to health it up. I'm just like, whatever, dude. But it's it's all good. She she is also a pizza Spartan like myself, but she she's more of a pizza risk taker than your guy. She'll she'll try all kinds of things. When when I'm given like my own pizza devices, like for this pizza for example, I went with like a mozzarella cheddar blend, right? The like the bright orange and the white the white, and I, I mixed it all together, and then I, I put some ham, I diced up some ham, because we had some cold cuts in the fridge, and I, I put some, uh, pepperonis, and I used some, some breakfast crumbles, we had, like, these breakfast crumbles in, in the freezer, they're just, like, they're, like, sausage or whatever, and I, I mixed that on there, too, to give it, like, give it, like, an all-meat kind of deal, and then we got this, we got this spray at Target, it is a, uh, it's like a pizza flavoring spray, I don't know what's in it, I would imagine, like, all kinds of, like, herbs and spices and chemicals or whatever, I put some of this on mine, too, and I gotta say, it was a delicious pizza, and to make it even more fun, her half of the pizza was, uh, delicious as well, this, this is, like, obviously the cold months of the year, so, Making the pizza has, like, a few different benefits. We're all locked in the house. We're all stuck inside, and you can run the oven for a while. Heats up the area. You're doing the cooking. You're in the uh, kitchen, and it's warmer. It's toasty. And then you spend the time making the pizza. 
So you get, like, an activity out of it as well. And since we're all, like, locked in the house and we're all bored and we're trapped, having having various activities and ways to spend our time is delightful. So this is, this for me is, like, prime pizza-making uh, season. You you do have the calorie issue with the pizza, but I think that if you don't go overboard, you're allowed to treat yourself to a uh, delightful slice or two every now and again. And plus, I think the problem with the pizza is that when you get the pizza, you end up overdoing it, and you don't just eat, like, a couple nice slices. You end up eating, like, a half, like a half a large pizza, and then it all adds up on you. But if you, if you look at, like, the base ingredients of pizza, you got the crust, not that bad. You got the tomato sauce, not that bad. You got the cheese, not great. But in small quantities, not that bad. And then basically you have, like, veggies and stuff, as well as, like, some types of salted meats. So if you're really, if you're really watching the calories, you might want to skip the salted meats, your sausages and your salamis and your things like that. And just kind of go with the extra veggies, because you can pile those on. And as far as calories, veggies are, like, they're just, like, negligible, dude. But I, I'm not, like, a veggie, super veggie pizza guy. I do... I do like the green pepper, I do like the red pepper, and I like the onions and, and the basics like that, but I'm not the type that dives in for, like, the whole zucchinis or the whole whatever. We we did kind of, like, try to artsy-fartsy our pizzas up a little bit. We got these, we got these nice tomatoes at the store, and when I was, when I was walking by, I saw on top of the, um, the container for the tomatoes, there was a picture of a pizza with the tomato slices on each piece, like there was one, you know, nice slice laid right on top. So I, I showed the wife, I'm like, check it out, dude, these are pizza tomatoes. So we, we sliced some of those up and put them on alternating slices. And it had like, it had a real nice visual aesthetic as well. It looked, it looked a little more highfalutin than our standard pizza that we make. But these came out, these came out really well. Here's how I know the pizzas came out well. The next day, the kid was home and she was in the living room and I heard her go, I am so hungry right now. And I go, oh, we have pizza. And she's like, where'd you get it? I'm like, no, we made it. And she was, I wouldn't say she was hesitant, but she wasn't as exuberant as if the pizza was from Round Table or from Mambo's or from even, even Little C's. But she, she took it happily. We put it in the air fryer for a couple seconds, pulled it out. It was, it was dripping golden and it was grease. And she was like, she was into it. She ate three entire pieces, including the entire crust, and she didn't say any kind of any kind of negative comments. That's how you know something's good with a teenager. They they say no negative comments. You can't expect a positive comment. That's asking way too much. But an absence of negative comments is very high praise indeed. We made the crust really thin because we're trying to cut the calories. Like I keep saying over and over and over again. But that's. That's the driving force in my life right now, so I'm, I'm going to keep saying it over and over. But we made the crust really thin to kind of cut down on the amount of dough, and we got some new yeast. We decided that, like, maybe we needed to, like, re-up our uh, basics. So we got a new package of yeast, and the, the crust had a noticeable improvement. It may have been the yeast we have wasn't, like, uh, the best that there's ever been, so we... We upped our game, we upped our quality by getting some new ingredients. Maybe, maybe there's something to be said for changing your ingredients every, uh, every couple of years. I know not. At any rate, have fun. Make some pizzas, dude. You're in the house. It warms things up. You need some activities. You can do this with your family. You can do this by yourself. And then when you're done, you get a pizza. Here's something I recommend. Try this. When you make the dough, make two doses. Make two servings 
and then have pizza like two days in a row. When you make pizzas, if you want to improve your pizza game, you need to make pizzas more often. One way to do it is just like two days in a row, make pizza. One day for dinner, the next day for lunch. Maybe you take some leftovers with you to work. Pizza heats up well and you'll improve that way, dude. That's how you improve. Just do the work. Make the pizzas. This is me. I'm out. Some dude's logic is to stop it when you got it, but we ain't got it yet, so we're not gonna stop it. Power Records presents. Power Records presents. Power Records presents. Oh. As I explored the island each day, I found many wild goats. I got one! Now I can have fresh meat! I knew I would soon lose track of time. A year passed, but I kept busy. The only company I had was the two cats and a dog which I had saved from my ship. Now I can have fresh meat! Soon, I was growing grain. As I began my third year on the island, I finally heard another voice. I had captured a parrot. Now I can have fresh meat! By using my mind to think things out, by being patient and working hard, I overcame difficult obstacles. I never gave up trying. My rewards were well earned. My lessons well learned. can't take the pound, so hard running is out, and you got arthritis in your neck, and you've got calcium deposits on most of your joints, so what we'll be calling on is good old-fashioned blunt force trauma, horsepower, every time you hit him with his shot, horsepower, horsepower, it's good old-fashioned blunt force trauma, horsepower, horsepower, heavy-duty cast iron, pile-driving punches, Horsepower, horsepower, blunt force trauma. Yeah, let's start building some hurting bombs. All right, it is me, Icy Robots, and we are back for the HPI. That's the Horsepower Initiative. That's our workout segment where we're all trying to get buffed and tough, roughing stuff by just doing whatever, dude. Just lifting whatever we can find, doing the things we can do around the house, just maintaining a proper diet, all those good things. It's it's hard right now to work out. I got to be honest with you. I got this. I got this caloric deficit going on and it is cold and it is muddy and we are all facing these kind of these kind of trials and tribulations right now. But I've I've been maintaining, I have to say I I got the diet on lock. It's difficult some days, but I do got it on lock. And I, I've been hitting up my exercise bands. I hope that you guys picked up a, a set of these bands over at the uh, at the Walmart, it's like 15 bucks, and the resistance on them is good enough to keep you, like, hanging and clanging when you can't get outside to flip those tires, when you can't get outside to do whatever. This, of course, is for those who don't got the dumbbells around the house. I got the dumbbells, they're out in the garage, but I, I'd rather stay in the house where it's at least a little bit warmer. You guys know how it is. It's hard, man, it's hard. It's hard to hang and clang when it's cold out. You gotta give it up to Rocky when he was in Russia getting ready for Drago. Dude was in the snow carrying logs. He was in the snow pulling things. He was he was doing pull-ups in a barn. He's he's something, dude. But that's why that's why he looks like the rock and I look like how I look. It's fine. It's all good. You gotta you gotta do what you can do. You gotta maintain, you gotta you gotta do what you can do. You gotta do your best. Our gal, the Sagittarian, got a, uh, she got a rowing machine. She's been telling me about that. She's going crazy on it. She had some kind of a goal 
that she was trying to meet, like, some kind of a challenge, and she did it, like, it was supposed to be, like, a month-long thing, and she did it in a couple days, some kind of distance kind of thing. They have, they have those on my phone app, these walking, these, like, walking challenges where you have to, um, you have to go a certain distance in one month, and there are certain checkpoints you have to meet as you go along, and I, I give these a try, they're hard. I do them, I've succeeded everyone I've tried so far, but you really... You really got to start pushing your walking when you're one of these things. Just like you really got to start pushing your rowing when you're in a rowing challenge. And she she came through like a champ. The the walking, I think right now, the walking, the hiking, the being uh, in the earth, the walking the earth is my main exercise right now. But even that's kind of a, a little limited because we're entering our, our rainy months. The the last few days we had set aside to go hit the state park and do some hiking. We got We got rained out. We'll go if it's like a little rainy. Or like a little muddy, no problem. We got boots and whatever, and we can, we can rough it out. But if it's actively like raining super hard, what are you gonna do? You can't go, you can't go out into the redwoods with a, with an umbrella. I guess you could. You might get zapped. You might get zapped by the lightning. Oh, that's what it was. The day that we had set aside for hiking, the weather said there was gonna be a thunderstorm, and it was raining like crazy. And we're just like, you know, we can't, we can't go out to the redwoods and get zapped by lightning. But then it never came about. There were never any, uh. Any zip zaps in the air, so the weather is what it is. You gotta use your mind. You gotta use your eyes. Let's uh let's get to the playing cards. The challenge right now. I'm starting to lose my zip. I'm starting to lose my pep. This is uh we're getting up on it too, huh? Actually, let's look at the time. Yeah, we're getting we're getting up on it, dude. You gotta have to make sure gotta make sure there's enough space in the server for all the episodes that are coming out, all the Geno Vegas. All the Geekfest rants, working on some stuff with uh, with Sarah right now, which is going to be great. Let's let's pull the card. First card is a king. Oh, that's a tough one. We're going to start off. We're going to do ten freestanding squats. You got to dip down, come up, butt to the grass. Then the next card's a three. That balances it out. You only got to do three push-ups. That's fine. And then the third card. Oh, that's another ten, dude. This is another rough one. So we're going to plank. For three times that, we're going to go 30 seconds on the plank. We're going to try to do three sets of those. We've got the king, the three, and the ten. You got a 23 out of a possible 30. That's pretty high. Let's try to pull another one and see if we can beat that 23. Just just for the sake of argument, we got a 10. Ooh, we might. And then a four. We got 14. If we get another 10, we do it. And we got a queen. We did it. We did it by one. That's amazing. What a, what a world. Who could imagine something like that? I hope you guys, hope you guys are doing well. Hope you, uh, hope you don't think I have a gambling addiction. I very much do not. But I'm always interested in, like, chance, like, rolling dice and doing stuff like that. It's interesting to see what, uh, what they come out. That was, that was, like, the fun of, like, D&D, you know, obviously. Seeing if you could make that hit point, seeing if you could roll that dice. And sometimes just for the fun of it, it's, like, it's cool to just, like, pick up a dice and be like, can I roll a four? And then see if you can roll a four, five, or six. I, I picked up a set of, um, role-playing dice at the Dollar Tree. The other week, we went there to get something, and I was, I was poking around the toy section, and they have, like, this gaming, this gaming end cap with, like, different, different, like, checker sets and things like that, and they had a, they had a set of role-playing dice. I picked up a set of green dice, and I picked up a pair of red dice, and I, I was, like, rolling them around. They're kind of lightweight, but, you know, for all intents and purposes, they're, they're just fine. They will definitely get you, get you through a session. I, I used to play this game. And this is something I've, I've intended to, like, dedicate a whole episode to. But back in the day, me and my boys made up this uh, professional wrestling role-playing game where you basically use 10-sided dice and 12-sided dice. So over the years, we played this, like, a million, billion times. We're going to dedicate some talk to this. It's really, really an interesting topic that needs some uh, more in-depth than I'm going to give right now. But we, we played this, like, all the time, just for fun. 
like three, four nights a week, we'd get together, we'd put together cards and like, you know, roll them out. And the, the tens and the twelves were your main dice. So all of us started collecting like tens and twelves because you're, you're trying to find like the perfect one, the one that's going to roll a ten for you every single time. We were always over at uh, Clark's Trading buying dice. And I, I have somewhere around here, I have a giant bag of like ten sided dice and I cannot find it anywhere. And I have looked through so many things over the years looking for this thing of 10-sided dice. They're in this weird, like, eyeglass container that I got somewhere along the along the lines. It's not, like, very cool-looking. It's, like, um, like a green, like, faux leather, but it's big, and it has, like, two or three snaps on it. So all the dice fit in there, and then there's a curly. It's, it seals, like, it seals well. I know I would not have thrown this away, but I, I cannot find it anywhere. But, um, at any rate, we're really rambling here. We're gonna, we're gonna head for the hills. We're gonna get up out of here. This is enough show for you guys. We'll be... We'll be back soon. Still working on that uh, this boring life about portable music players. That'll be that'll be available soon. But until it is, it's me. I see robots do the time. Don't let the time do you. Time seems hard right now, but you gotta believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Rains are back. Stuff's stuff's getting better. Things are getting better. Robots Radio Production. You take care of yourself and keep on swinging for the fences. It wasn't pretty, but Balboni squibbed on the center on a 2-0 pitch.